On today's episode, Derek King has been brought back as an assistant coach on Luke Richardson's staff, but in the midst of his return, we see plenty more departures as several additional players will not be coming back to the Blackhawks for next season. I'll be going over all of that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, July 12th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2. Or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally just a quick click of the button will be helping me out tremendously. Be sure to go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then definitely be sure to go and leave me a review because I always appreciate getting some feedback from all of my wonderful listeners out there. If you're a longtime listener of the show, a regular listener, and you like what you're hearing, please be sure to go and uh, rate the show with five stars and be feel free to go and leave a review as well. And the best part about it is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode, folks, moving forward through the rest of summer into training camp later on this fall, each episode is going to have a video attached to it. So be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube if you haven't done so as well. Go and hit the subscribe button for me. I would really, really, really appreciate it. The numbers have been jumping lately. I've basically doubled my subscribers in the last couple of weeks. So please help me out. Go and hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet because I'm really trying to keep boosting those numbers up. Also, go and smash the like button for me down below and comment as to how you feel about the Blackhawks not giving qualifying offers to Dominic Kubalik or Dylan Strom. And last, go and turn on the push notifications, ring the bell, so that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. To open things up this morning, folks, I wanted to begin with the latest updates that we have on new head coach Luke Richardson's staff from yesterday morning. As we now know that Derek King, yes, officially will be coming back as an assistant at least for next season. I'm still not really sure what the terms of his contract are or whatnot. Um, not sure how many years he signed on for, but Derek King is at least going to be coming back for next season as an assistant coach. Uh, and we've heard Davidson talk a couple of times throughout the offseason about how overall the organization was really pleased and impressed with Derek King once he stepped in 
Uh, he was a breath of fresh air, as I've said many times. The players really enjoyed playing for him. Uh, he, he was really funny during the media sessions throughout the year. Just a really great quote. And always just seemed to be enjoying life as an NHL head coach. He probably didn't expect it to happen so soon. But now that he had the job, it just felt like he was going to make sure that he was enjoying each and every day. Even though the Blackhawks, you know, by... January, February, we're well out of a playoff position. Each and every day, Derek King, I still think, uh, brought that energy and brought that uh, that that calm vibe with him. And I think it, the players really enjoyed playing for him, and it made it easier for them down the stretch when you know there was nothing to be playing for at that point in the year. So I'm really excited for Derek King to be coming back, uh, especially as an assistant, because. You know, I think it's a good spot for him and for the team to both benefit. I don't think another team was going to give another NHL club, at least, was not going to offer Derek King a head coaching position. He probably could have gone back down to the AHL, but I think an assistant head coaching job at the NHL level is kind of perfect for what he provides, right? Because he doesn't have to be the the hard ass who's on players all the time and making sure they're efficient at practice and all that stuff. Like when he was the interim head coach, that's what uh, Mark Crawford was there for. He was the one who was kind of running practice in that sort because of all the experience that he had at the NHL level. And Derek King just really didn't have that. So it was kind of nice for him, I'm sure, to be able to rely and kind of lean on Crawford during those practices to get them running effectively. Uh, but now he can be an assistant on Luke, Luke Richardson's staff. He doesn't have to be the head honcho, so he can kind of still be in that same role, provide those positive vibes, the positive energy. I'm sure he'll be a player's guy. Guys will be smiling around him, and they can also learn from him at the same time. So I do think it's kind of a perfect situation for both uh, Derek King and the Blackhawks organization to bring him back as an assistant coach, especially when he's already familiar with a lot of the young talent that they have given his time uh, as the head coach of the Rockford Icehogs. So he knows the young players. He knows what they need to work on a little bit. And I'm sure that will uh, kind of be an aid to Luke Richardson, who's going to be dealing with a lot of new faces uh, in his first year as Blackhawks head coach. Also, we do know that Jimmy Waite, the goaltending coach, and Matt Meacham, who's the video coach for the Blackhawks, both of those two will be coming back next year as well. But there is going to be one new addition for the Blackhawks behind the bench, and that's going to be Kevin Dean, who's a former NHLer. Uh, he played over 300 games at the NHL level, spent a lot of time up and down between the NHL and the AHL. Uh, and after his playing career wrapped up in I think it was 2001 or 2002. Uh, he got into coaching a little bit. He first began as an assistant for the Lowell Devils of the AHL, the minor league affiliate of the New Jersey Devils, of course. Uh, he spent a lot of time there uh, before joining the Boston Bruins organization with the Providence Bruins, again, down at the AHL level as an assistant coach. Uh, interestingly enough, though, before becoming an assistant with Providence, uh, Dean was the head coach of the Trenton Devils, the ECHL affiliate for New Jersey. So he did get a little first glimpse of being a head coach there, even though it was at the ECHL level. Only spent one year as the head coach with Trenton and then joined on with the Providence Bruins. He was an assistant coach there for a handful of years. Uh, and then also kind of a similar situation, funny enough, he became the head coach of Providence for 2015-2016, only spent the head coach one year there, and then ultimately got promoted up to the Bruins 
uh, as an assistant where he's been for each of the past five seasons. So a lot of good experience from Kevin Dean, both at the AHL level and now at the NHL level for a very successful Boston Bruins team over the last handful of years. He's seen a lot of playoff hockey, a lot of good talent over there with the Bees. And being on that bench, you know, he knows what it's like to be a winner. He knows what it takes to have success at this level. Like, that's a very... Throughout the years, I mean, of all the teams that have had rebuilds, the Blackhawks, the Kings, Boston's never had to do that. Now, I know they only have one Stanley Cup compared to the Kings two and the Blackhawks three, but they haven't had to rebuild or slow down at any point over the last decade, really. So I think that's valuable experience for Kevin Dean, seeing what it's like to be part of a winning organization and now coming over to the Blackhawks and kind of sharing that knowledge as the team embarks on a rebuild. I think it's a really good get for the Chicago Blackhawks to kind of round out that staff and give them a little bit of a veteran's perspective in there and to help run practices and all that good stuff as well. So all in all, I was really happy, really happy with the Blackhawks coaching additions on Monday morning as we now know that Derek King's going to be coming back, as will Jimmy Waite, the goaltender coach, and Matt Meacham, the video coach. And the new addition, Kevin Dean from the Boston Bruins, will be an assistant as well. All right, that takes care of the latest coaching additions to Luke Richardson's staff. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the latest news on the Blackhawks' restricted free agents. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bill Barr which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Summer is coming and you're going to need some food and some good snacks for being on the go. Well, Bilt Bar is the perfect snack to take with you everywhere you go. Throw them into your bags, throw them into your kids' backpacks, and make sure that everyone has a bar to be fueled for their summer adventures. And the best part about Bilt Bar is that they're both delicious and healthy. So there's no more sacrificing delicious food for health because with Bilt Bar, you can have both. And have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Because if not, then you're seriously missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars on the market. They've let me sample all of their Built Bar Puff flavors, folks, and they are tremendously delicious with flavors like banana cream pie, cinnamon churro, which tastes like a roasted marshmallow with a little bit of cinnamon sprinkled on top. They got birthday cake, which comes with sprinkles, mud pie, which I actually threw into the freezer and it was kind of like a little bit of a frozen brownie cup. It was unbelievable. And when you're eating these things, you actually don't believe that they're 150 calories or less and have 17 grams or more of protein in each bar. It's unbelievable, but it's true. So head on over to built.com right now and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's built.com with the exclusive promo code LOCKED15, one word LOCKED in all caps, followed by the number 15 to get 15% off your next Bill Bar order. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Moving on into segment two this morning, I also wanted to be sure to get into all of the updates that we heard in the last 24 hours on the Blackhawks' restricted free agents. Of course, on the show yesterday, I already mentioned that neither Dylan Strom nor Dominic Kubalik were expected to receive qualifying offers before yesterday's deadline. Well, now we know that they officially did not receive their QOs and will hit the market as unrestricted free agents later on this week. I'm not going to spend too much time diving into all that because, as I just said, I touched on it during yesterday's episode. If you haven't checked that out yet, be sure just go and check out the channel. 
uh, go and click on yesterday's video. It provides some great insight, in my opinions, on letting both Strom and Kubalik hit the open market. Uh, and while you're there, be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks. I would greatly appreciate it. And while you're at it, go and comment down below as to how you feel about Dominic Kubalik and Dylan Strom hitting the open market. Be sure to let me know. I want to hear from all you listeners out there. I really enjoy seeing where we're at and wondering if we're all on the same page here. So be sure to comment, go and subscribe to the channel. And if you want more on Kubalik and Strom, go check out yesterday's episode because I'm not going to talk about it too much today here. Uh, but mostly I'm just going to say that it's sad that we weren't able to get anything for these two players. And not just these two players, but look at the players the Blackhawks have let walk away for absolutely nothing in return the past couple of years. And I get that they all had their cases, right? Like Strom had the $3.6 million qualifying offer. There's concerns about his speed and his defensive game. Kubalik's lacked the goal-scoring ability that he flashed as a rookie. Going back to last summer, Pia Suter was kind of the, the real one that left me scratching my head wondering why the Blackhawks didn't give him a QO. They let him go to Detroit for nothing. David Kampf, I get was a fourth liner, but given the direction the Blackhawks were heading in at that time, you would think a fourth line center was something they'd like to have in David Kampf. They let him go for free. So Calvin DeHaan's another one who won't be generating any sort of return. So it's just frustrating to see two more players here, two more RFAs, uh, walk to the market and the Blackhawks aren't going to get anything in return for them whatsoever. Um, it's just frustrating. And like I said, there are cases for all of them, but you would have thought that out of those five players that I just listed, the Blackhawks would have gotten something for one of them. Like for Dominic Kubelik, he had interest going back to the trade deadline, as did Calvin DeHaan a little bit. Now, maybe the Blackhawks not being able to retain any salary kind of took him out of the running and teams were interested in other available defensemen, but just to move none of those five, right? It, it's, it's frustrating to say the least. Uh, for Strom, though, I did want to mention that apparently uh, according to Ben Pope, and he said he had talked to many sources who said the Blackhawks really tried to trade Dylan Strom over the last year. They just, there wasn't any other teams interested. There weren't any buyers. And apparently the, the going offer was like a six round pick for Dylan Strom's, you know, uh, qualifying rights. No one wanted to pay him that $3.6 million. I mean, six round pick, that's basically nothing. Uh, at that point, Kyle Davidson might as well stand his ground and say, I'm not going to budge for that much. I mean, a six-round pick, those work out darn near never. And for those saying, well, it's an additional pick, I get it. Yeah, maybe you could go that route too. But like, I don't know, maybe Kyle Davidson as a new GM didn't want to budge. I'm not sure. That's the only thing I could have thought of. But a six-round pick for Dylan Strom still not a very enticing offer whatsoever. Uh, and I, I think that kind of tells me, uh, how much the salary cap is affecting things around the NHL right now in this post-COVID cap, you know, the salary cap's not going up. And even when it is, it's not going up by much. A lot of teams are fighting to remain under the cap. So the Blackhawks, I think that kind of hurt them a little bit, trying to move some of their restricted free agents who are due bigger qualifying offers and Dylan Strom, who is due 3.6 million and Dominic Kubelik, who is due at least four. Uh, also, we do know officially that Andre Altibarmakian, Cameron Morrison, Kale Morris, and Wyatt Kalanuck did not receive qualifying offers either. Uh, the only one really surprising there to me out of that group is Andre Altibarmakian because he did have some speed and a really strong second half on the top line with Lucas Reichel and Michael Tepley. Uh, one of the young forwards in the organization prior to the 2022 draft that had some promise a little bit. So 
That one was a little bit concerning to me, especially when the Blackhawks are going to need some folks filling out their rosters, both in the NHL and at the AHL level this year. So that one was a little bit interesting to me. Morrison failed ever really to make much of an impact. For Kale Morris, we now have Jackson Staubner in the organization, along with Arvid Soderblom. Drew Comesso is going to be coming up sometime soon. Uh, we also still, there's Peter Morazic, obviously, who knows about Kevin Lankinen coming back. So it, I think it was kind of a numbers game for both he and Wyatt Kalanuck. And also, uh, I think it's just pretty clear that, you know, the Blackhawks and Kyle Davidson, they want a fresh slate right now. Like this new front office, this new regime, they want to start over. They don't have any ties to any players that were brought in by the old regime. They want a fresh start. I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. And that's what these moves keep telling me, you know, Kirby doc's gone. Um, all these players are gone basically. And it's just telling me that Kyle Davidson wants to start fresh. It's his tenure, his time as GM, and he wants a complete clean slate. And I think that's what ultimately cost Andre Balmar, Andre Balmar, Andre Alti Barmaki, and his name is a little bit of a tongue twister, folks. Uh, I think that's what cost him getting a qualifying offer. The only two Blackhawks to receive a qualifying offer, uh, interestingly enough, were Caleb Jones and Philip Kurashev. And Kurashev, I think, was always kind of expected to be brought back, right? He's still only 22 years old. Was a little bit of a struggle for him this season for sure, but I still think he has a little bit more untapped offensive upside than we've seen, especially with the speed and the pace that he's able to play at. And for being a fourth round pick just a couple of years ago, I mean, he's one of the few later round picks from that draft that's already in the NHL and up over 100 games. He might honestly be the only one uh, to have both of those under his belt already. So for Kurashev, I'm still very hopeful about his future. And Hopeful that he can turn into a very solid, well-rounded player, middle six type of guy. Maybe not the offensive upside that we hoped, but I do still think he has more in the take than we've seen so far. And then for Caleb Jones, uh, I, I did think that the Blackhawks were probably going to want to bring him back. You know, Seth, it's the least they could do for this guy after convincing him to come into Chicago and they trade darn near all the good pieces around him and go on a full-blown rebuild. Certainly not what he thought was going to happen when he first signed on with the Blackhawks. Uh, but also for, for Caleb alone, not just doing Seth a favor by bringing him back, Caleb really did flash some potential this year. And I talked about this yesterday too, the skill set that he has and the things that he is good at, shutting down the blue line when the opponent tries to enter the zone, first pass out of the D zone, the transition game, the offensive ability, perhaps a power play two uh, type of defenseman. I think with him having a unique skill set compared to most of the other defensemen in the pipelines and in the rest of the organization, I do think he's worth another look here. Uh, I'm interested to see what his contract agreement is going to be and how long it's going to be for, because it certainly is going to be a little bit more crowded on the blue line as the years progress here. So I'm curious to see the term on Caleb Jones, but ultimately I did think he was worth bringing back and same with Philip Kershev as well. Uh, but all in all, again, folks, my biggest takeaway from these moves is Kyle Davidson is really cementing this as his era. Uh, he's got no ties to any players, like I said, that were brought in by the previous regime, that were brought in by Stan Bowman. And, you know, maybe that's for the best of this organization. Maybe a fresh start is absolutely what the Blackhawks need. And Kyle Davidson is wasting no time going with his full scorched earth rebuild as it only seems to continue as every day passes.
All right, I think that takes care of the updates on the Blackhawks' restricted free agents. Coming up in just a minute, I still have to talk about the Blackhawks also buying out the contracts of Henrik Borgstrom and Brett Connolly yesterday. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into the third and final segment on the show here this morning, uh, it's time to figure out who the heck is going to be playing for the Chicago Blackhawks this season because not only, folks, has Alex DeBrinkett and Kirby Doc been traded, Dylan Strom and Dominic Kubelik aren't going to be coming back as restricted free agents, neither is Andre Alti-Barmakian, who was playing top-line minutes with the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL this past season. He's not going to be in the NHL mix either. Well, neither are Henrik Borgstrom or Brent Connolly. Neither of those two are going to be coming back as well as the Blackhawks bought out both of their contracts yesterday morning, and they are now on unconditional waivers. Both moves, though, do make sense from a financial standpoint, at least. Buying out Connolly saves the Blackhawks actually uh, $1.67 million over the next two seasons. He will be on their cap for that time, but all in all, they're going to be saving money by buying him out. And then buying out Borgstrom actually saves the team uh, roughly $730,000 in cash. And again, I I think seeing these moves, uh, it's just pretty clear that Kyle Davidson wants a fresh, clean slate here in Chicago and just does not give a damn about the players that were brought in by the previous regime. I mean, Henrik Borgstrom was an absolute flop this year. Seven points in 52 games. Uh, He was a ghost for 95% of the season, and that honestly might be a generous generous number. Like, Henrik Borgstrom did not take advantage of the situation he found himself in. Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks were a team that believed in him, believed that he could return to the player that he was at the collegiate level and at least be a middle six guy who could chip in offensively, and he wasn't even anything close. And uh, Kyle doesn't care to have him. I don't have an argument there. And then for Brett Connolly, he was never really going to be anything much here in Chicago. I honestly kind of feel bad for Connolly because his career has just really gone south over the past few years, and uh, it was actually nice to hear that how he embraced the role that he had at the AHL level, being one of the few veterans there and really teaching that young group what it's like to be pros. I, I heard only good things about Brett Connolly in his time in Rockford. So I'm really impressed by him able to keep that mindset and being able to push through, even though, you know, he know he know, you know, he, he wants to be back up in the NHL and uh, it just wasn't going to happen in Chicago. And, I'm sure when the front office saw that they were able to save money on his deal by buying him out, um, it it was kind of an easy choice for Kyle Davidson there too as well. I mean, I just I can't disagree with these moves whatsoever. I know that the Blackhawks NHL roster is getting pretty darn thin at this point, but um, when they're saving money and they're getting a fresh start, getting the players who, frankly, Kyle Davidson probably doesn't care to be having, getting them out while also saving money. Yeah, I think it's kind of a no-brainer here. So um, it does make the Blackhawks roster pretty thin, though. Like I said, I mean, uh, I have no idea what the top six forward lines are going to be looking like next season. And one thing this makes me think about is, I mean, the Blackhawks, I mean, they have to be at this point. They have to be more aggressive than I originally thought they were going to be uh, once free agency begins tomorrow morning. 
Now they still have to be sure not to give out any bad deals or anything. Only, you know, one or two year contracts that can be moved at the trade deadlines in the coming years, take on future assets, keep stocking those up. I mean, that's the goal of this team right now. And that's the name of the game of the rebuild. Um, so they, they still need to be cautious, but they do need to fill out the remainder of this roster because I mean, it's, it's, unbelievably thin. I was just looking at cap friendly before the show and Sam Lafferty is the fourth highest paid forward on the roster at $1.5 million. Like my boy, top six, Sam legitimately might be top six, Sam for the, the main stretch of next season. If the Blackhawks aren't filling out their roster with some better players. So, uh, that's how much room the Blackhawks have created here, both financially and in terms of their NHL roster. It's a full-blown, clean slate, folks, but clearly that's how Kyle Davidson wants it to be, and it certainly creates a much much more interesting discussion around this team and what they could possibly do tomorrow once the free agent market opens up. All right, I think that is going to take care of Tuesday, July 12th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news and info from the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter, at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.